In the darkest corners of the internet, a nameless, formless entity has been growing. No one dares question where it was created or what it wants, but those who have been entranced by its musings chant its blood-curdling name in unison. Find Horror Movie Night on your favorite podcasting app or at hmnpodcast.com. At maximum mediocrity, people say things like, I don't dress like this on the regular basis. This isn't my, you know, pooping uniform. This is not <laughs> And they also say things like, the, the nurses are usually either angels of mercy or whores. Every episode is a new experience where you get to know people that aren't famous but should be. Why am I facing Floyd Mayweather in the Woods. My co-host Morgan and I track down the people you didn't know you needed to hear from. It's like hot sex in a mug. We are the Maximum Mediocrity Podcast, and we are on all major podcasting platforms. We'll be waiting for you. Dylan, it is Christmas time officially in Christmas 365 world, baby. Christmas! <laughs> oh my God! Dude, we fucking made it. We're here. We're ready. We're here. It's all, it's all, it's all home runs for the next two months. It's not, it's, it's like not everything just, we want to watch. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not us like grasping at straws of what isn't too Christmassy for July. Yeah. Like we're just like, we're all in baby. Um, Listen, I like, off. I think some of our, some of our off months produces some of the best material as oh, 100%. Like, and that's why people should. Yes, this is why people should subscribe and listen all year round to our podcast. I mean, we see the numbers. We see that yes. November and December, there's a huge-ass bump. And a lot of you stick around, and I appreciate that. I'm just telling yes. you, we, we try to make you. it so it's not overwhelming. We like, stick so around. Much. So, like, what does... So let me ask you this, because you are much more involved in the podcasting behind-the-scenes realm than I am. So I'm assuming some of those people that pop up around November, December are going back and listening to past episodes. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I'm assuming that that counts towards... Like our overall month m- numbers yeah so month. like okay so, so that so like if they're listening to a june episode it's not going to be like hey your june stuff yeah no i mean i'll good. tell you our our biggest episode full transparency full transparency family force five christmas pageant Hell has like yeah. has like close to two thousand downloads Dude, it's insane how many people I, because you can't find that album anywhere so when, yeah you can't so. find it if you search it on the itunes store our, our episode up. comes up like, <laughs> like there is no valley force five christmas pageant on itunes anymore i don't know what happened what rights issue what licensing yep, issue. i think that that's what it was last but, year 
All yeah. these all these Family Force Five fans were looking for that album and were disappointed to find us instead. Don't but go said, to, well, it's something. Don't go to YouTube where you'll find the actual album. Come to no, 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 iTunes. No. Come to iTunes or to Spotify. About it. Yeah. Uh, but spoilers, I really like that album. I know and, you do. All and right. Matt is super indifferent. <laughs> so so the thing that I need to talk about though, we're kicking this off. This was a, a you pick. Dude, th- we're it's doing a big Elf. one. It's a this is a big fucking pick. This is a big pick and here's something that made me feel old as fucking shit. I don't want to know. Is it Hold on, let me guess. Hold on. 2003. 20 year God anniversary damn. of this movie that's released right, this that's week. That's right. I forgot that's why we're doing this. That yeah, makes more I, sense. <laughs> I cannot believe like there are things where I'm like, oh, that years. came out like you know, this feels like it just came out like five years ago in my it's mind. It's so funny because like I consider this one of the last like modern day classics. Modern day deal. classics. Like this is the last. This is the last. No, homeboy, like, it's twenty years. It is a right? classic. Classic. Like it is no <laughs> longer a modern classic. Elf is twenty years old. That's fucking bonkers. That's bonkers to me. Yeah, That's if wild. if they had movies on classic rock radio, like this is officially this moving to the there. classic rock this, station. This is going to be on Turner Classic Movies. Like- yeah. <laughs> um. So here's I, I want to say something real fast about this movie. Yeah, go for it. You're I, like, have, I fucking hate this movie. <laughs> no, 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 no. I've I've loved this movie, but for a long time, my feeling towards Elf was similar to your feeling of Hocus Pocus, where it's I'm like, everywhere. it's really good, but people just like love it almost too much and i was like kind of getting burnt out on like yeah like i was getting burnt out on like everything being elf references it yeah at christmas time um so this is probably the first time in like two or three years that i really sat down and watched it like it wasn't just like background music and god damn it if i didn't cry the entirety of the last 10 minutes of this movie it is so good good movie (laughs) and there are a few movies that give me that christmas spirit feeling like the end of this movie when they're all singing in New York. Oh my God. It kills me. Everybody it kills believe. Me. Oh my when God. He's even him just reading, him reading the list of everyone's wishes, and he reads the little girl's wish, and she's just laying in bed and goes, like, Thank you, buddy. Like, oh, God. Like, it's, you, buddy. Like, it's so much. So, it's so good. But I, it's also so funny. Like, the funny yeah. parts still work. And I, I think it's easy to forget that, like, I just double checked. This is really Will Ferrell's first, like, lead man starring yeah. role. Like, yeah. he was part of an ensemble and a bunch of stuff. He was in, like, Zoolander and Old mm-hmm. School before this. And, like, technically, I guess, like, Night of the Roxbury was his first starring role. But this this is the movie that made Will Ferrell. Like, yeah. like we're the Will Ferrell that we're getting in 2023 may not have existed if Elf wasn't, like, the home run that it was. Like, this was really a wish, big win. I really wish the marketing for Elf would have been Star of Night at the Roxbury. Star Will of the Night at the Roxbury. <laughs> Dude, do uh, you I know how successful movie... this movie actually was? Because I just oh, checked. Matt, that's what I'm trying to get to. Yeah, budget I... of 33 yeah. mil. Yeah. 225 mil. And this was a huge... I, I thought that this was, like, a sleeper hit. In my yeah, brain. No, no, no. This no, is no, a no. home run. This was huge. So <laughs> like, I, to make you feel even older, I was 11 when of course this you were. movie came out. Yeah. Why wouldn't you have been? <laughs> I was 11 I was years going old. into college. But <laughs> <laughs> I was 11 years old when this movie came out. And I 
not through like, oh my God, take me to go see it. I saw this movie three times in theaters. Oh, so you were like twenty-five dollars yeah, of that two hundred and twenty-five million. Two hundred twenty-five million. So my so opening night, I I one of those weird things that this memory just sticks in your head. Uh, we're having dinner, and my parents didn't do movies often. Like if I went to see a movie, I was going with my grandmother. So my parents are sitting there, we're having dinner. And they're like, you know what? Let's go see a movie. Let's go see what's yeah. out. Um, so we walked over and we saw Elf and fucking loved it. And then the following week, um, one of my cousins came to my grandmother's. And my grandmother was like, let's go see Elf. And I was like, I've already seen it, but let's rock. Yeah. And then like the following week, I had a group of friends that had like a birthday party and went to go see Elf. And I was there for that, too. I Jesus. adored this movie as a kid. So, so I was a year behind on this movie. Oh um, shit! So, so also, I just want to shout out because I double checked. This was only John Favreau's second film as a director, and his first one was made. So this made him as well. He's honestly. gotten his flowers, but I fucking props to John Favreau. Like, oh, that I mean, guy's tons of great movies. In life. Oh, the and he seems like just a genuinely good dude, he which does. also helps. He seems like he enjoys what he does, and I hope I I don't know much about him personally, but I do hope he is that that huge nerd that I'm glad he's also gotten to play with his action figures. You know, like one hundred percent Star Wars crew and the Marvel crew. Like that's awesome. Good for him. So my first experience with this movie, um. I had a group of friends through the church youth group who, like, as everyone started to graduate college that were years older than us, Thanksgiving, we would all get together at one person's house and we would just kind of, like, binge movies and play, like, Phase 10 and Hell catch yeah. up with, like, how the last year had been. And weirdly enough, for years, the movies that we would watch were, like, a constant rotation of the movie Slackers with, like, Josh Hartnett. Or not Josh Hartnett, um, Devin Sawa and like Jason Siegel and yeah. J- Jason Schwartzman. It's like a filthy college comedy. It was that and the Lord of the Rings movies. Like we would just watch those all the time. Yeah. Then I remember the winter of 2004, this got introduced. It started to be Elf and a Lord of the Rings movie. And then the next year, I want to say, was when Mean Girls got introduced into it. And it was yeah. just Elf and Mean Girls. We would just hang out, and it was always Elf and Mean Girls. But it wasn't until... Which one would you do first? Mean Girls. Okay, Built into the Christmas I was going to say, yeah. like, if you did them opposite, I was going to, like, we were going to end this podcast. No, 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 no. <laughs> like, you started with Mean Girls. To... Yeah, you okay. built to Elf. Um, mean Girls is a, is a clear Thanksgiving movie. It's a clear, this is just a movie. Like, I don't like people being like, oh, it's a Christmas movie because there's five minutes of the movie that takes place at Christmas time. It's the same thing with any of the Harry Potter movies. Like, you, can, you we cannot claim any Harry Potter movies as a Christmas movie. There's five minutes of Christmas hey, time in any of hey, those movies. Freeform will definitely tell you that That's Harry what Potter I'm saying, is a though. Christmas I'm, movie, a Halloween movie, a Thanksgiving movie, yeah. and fuck you, we're doing an Arbor Day marathon. Yeah, it's just like, it's ridiculous. Um, There's trees in those movies. <laughs> but this movie, I was like genuinely shocked at how funny this movie was. I feel like I'm really out of the loop with elf stuff, though, because okay. like I'm looking at this Wikipedia page. I did not know that there was a Broadway musical based on elf. It makes um, sense, but I didn't from know what I've heard. It's not, not great, good. but I'm and, a duh. Like, <laughs> and I didn't know that there was a stop motion TV special that I did know as well. 
haven't seen it, know nothing about that one. So I mean, you know that I'm a dude who on. fucking loves his stop motion animation. Yeah. And so I that's am... going to be a solid, like, May watch. <laughs> oh, we should watch this, actually. I just clicked into it. Have you? Do you know anything about this? Don't click into it. Okay, I'm not. I'm not doing anything. Hands are off the keyboard. Who do Tell you think the it. voices are in this elf stop motion animation special? Is this the thing? Okay, so I have a weird memory of John Hader doing something as a voice. No, something. no it's not John no, Hader. Okay, it's Jim it? Parsons oh, for, as shit. Buddy, and his dad is Mark Hamill. That's fucking wild. And the Zoe Deschanel character is Kate Micucci. Oh, my God. And they got Ed Asner to come back for Santa. But then it also features voice acting from Fred Armisen, Gilbert Godfrey, Jay Leno, um, and Rachel Bloom. And I'm like, fuck, man. That actually, (laughs) maybe this is really good. (laughs) We booked some decently sized people, and then we just grabbed the 90s who-who to to fill in the rest of our voices. (laughs) Hey, Jay Leno, fresh off of ruining Conan O'Brien's career. Yeah. Do you want to show up and do a couple Jesus voices? Christ. <laughs> oh, you know what? This is kind of perfect, though. Jay Leno is the voice of fake Santa Claus. <laughs> so. Oh, of course he is. This was 10 years after. 10 years? 11 years. 11 years yeah. after. So maybe if we can find a copy of that, maybe that's maybe that's definitely not. I would not burn this, a November this is December not a on Christmas that pick. Like but, this is <laughs> no. We, look for those of you who haven't cracked the code on this. And man, I feel so bad because we get so many emails of like, "Would you like to interview me?" Because I am a Mrs. Santa Claus, and it's yeah. like, yeah, and like March, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like yep. November December is for Matt and Dylan to just geek out about the things that we hold. Oh, so dear in our hearts. Yeah, this is like our classic stuff, man. Like I'm sh- it, like picking Elf was honestly big because I'm like, yeah. dude, we've got eventually got to talk about Elf, but I don't want to burn it yet. But you, like, s- you literally said we got to talk about Elf eventually, and I was like, hey, man, November seventh is twenty year anniversary perfect. of its release, it's and you're like, all right, then we perfect. have the reason to do it. Yeah, like let's. But we do. do. It. We see everyone's messages. Like seriously. It's just, it's not a great time. Like, yeah. like I hate to like, say it like that. We will, message in we will Jan- talk like, to you. Yep, yeah. Mid January. Like, <laughs> and, and from January to pretty much August, we are like, let's send us your stuff, dude. We're down to chat. We love talking Christmas and we love other people helping us stay in the Christmas spirit. But like those, like even in September, like September to December 31st, we're pretty much locked in to to our our stuff. So again, please keep messaging us. We see them all. Um, just like message us maybe a little later. In the darkest corners of the internet, a nameless, formless entity has been growing. No one dares question where it was created or what it wants. But those who have been entranced by its musings chant its blood-curdling name in unison. Horror Movie Night! Find Horror Movie Night on your favorite podcasting app or at hmnpodcast.com. At maximum mediocrity, people say things like, I don't dress like this on the regular basis. This isn't my, you know, pooping uniform. This is not what I wear. <laughs> and they also say things like, the, the nurses are usually either 
Angels of Mercy, or Whores. Every episode is a new experience where you get to know people that aren't famous, but should be. Why am I facing Floyd Mayweather in the woods? My co-host Morgan and I track down the people you didn't know you needed to hear from. It's like hot sex in a mug. We are the Maximum Mediocrity Podcast, and we are on all major podcasting platforms. We'll be waiting for you. Hey, welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged, bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie, and we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious just to see how the other will react. Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics. I mean, I'm looking at this real quick. I'm just looking at the mm-hmm. cast. And this is this is also a pretty stacked fucking Dude, cast. Dude, it's fucking stacked, man. Yeah, I mean, like, you've you've got a lot of, like... But it's stacked in an interesting way, right? Yeah. Because it's stacked for you and I. Yes. But honestly... <laughs> Very much so. Honestly, if you're thinking in 2003... James Conn's probably the biggest established name yeah, in this movie at sure. that time. For sure. Like like Will Ferrell, Zoe Deschanel, like they're kind of like yeah. on the up yeah. of and their careers. This is pre New Girl. Like real pre-new, pre-new Girl. Ed Asner and Bob Newhart are like kind of like on the downward yeah. for in, in a big way for their careers. And then you've got just like people that you and I would geek out about yeah. where you've got like Artie Lang and Kyle yeah, gas Kyle and Gass. Andy Richter and Matt Walsh, like, yeah. like these people who are like comedy gods. Um, and then yeah. even like who, who's there, there's the one elf is like the kid from, from uh, a Christmas story, a Christmas right? Story. Yeah. Um, oh my God. What's his name? Hold on. I'm scrolling down. Cause I can't remember. Yeah, I'm blanking Once on I it. Once I see too. it, I'll, I'll I'll know. Is it Peter Peter Billingsley? Yes. Or is it? Yep, that's yeah. him. Peter Billingsley. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just such a it's a love letter to Christmas classics as well. You've got the stop motion Leon Redbone as the as the snowman. So oh good. god, dude. Chef's. Did you kiss. know? I did not know this. Ray Harryhausen was the voice of the polar bear. What? Yeah, Dude. that must have been one of his last anything. I was gonna say I didn't even know Ray Harryhausen was still alive when this movie. He came lived out. until 2013, my dude. Holy shit! Yeah, he was an old man when he went. Yeah, <laughs> he was but, 92. Yeah, but Holy uh, fuck. I want to ask who is of like the 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 brief cat. We'll we'll call it like brief cameo characters yeah. right like people who are maybe only in it for like one or two scenes yeah who do you think is oh. like the peak it's for you? really because i think i gotta give it to phase on love phase on love is oh, the yeah. manager is so yeah. good phase on love so it's so like when funny. he's just like he's like the code word is santa's got a brand new bag <laughs> like, i love that whenever i see phase on love the only thing i think about is the replacements <laughs> like Jamal from The Replacements. I fucking love that movie. Um, but yeah, he kills it. But dude, Dinklage. Dinklage, Dinklage is, is so fucking and, good. And this is, again, kind this is of pre-Game pre- of Thrones. Yeah, like at most people will be like, oh, the guy from Station Agent? Like, he's yeah. not... <laughs> He's exactly. not an established big name in any 
major way. Like I'm looking at his credits and yeah, the station agent was the same year. You know what I mean? Like it was very, he was, he was still on the rise. Um, so do we, we don't have to talk about like the plot. Like everybody. No, we don't have to go plot, plot by plot. <laughs> I would just say like, let's talk about the moments that work for it. So here's something that I told Barb and it blew her mind. Yeah. This is the first time I ever heard the song, baby. It's cold outside. Hey, do you want to know something about me? This Same. is also the first time I heard. Dude, Maybe it's cold that outside. and and the rendition. I mean, I love the soundtrack version of yeah. Leon and and Zoe. That's be, the soundtrack version has become my favorite version to have 100%. on any playlists. One hundred percent. But, but I love the version of In the Shower. Oh, I love her so singing sweet. In the Shower and him like softly singing along. And like, it is the sweetest rendition that there has ever been of "Baby It's Cold Outside." It's so. It's it almost so sensual genuine. in a weird, yeah, like it's so. It is, <laughs> and I feel like we've all done what Zoe Deschanel's doing, like where you like sing a duet and you like yeah. because she can't hear him in the yeah. beginning, so so we'll like we'll sing our part and then the rest of the part will play in our head as she's awkwardly oh, singing to herself. <laughs> oh, it's so pretty, it's so beautiful until he hits that last note, thus startling yeah. her. Everything like, goes down, <laughs> yeah. but it's, I mean, it is really, really good. Um, also, the I love showers the... at work thing threw me off because I don't, I've never worked anywhere where there's been a shower available for you. Um, I mean, I, theoretically you do. Yeah. <laughs> They're not yeah. available for you, yeah, but the, exactly. but the gym definitely has some showers yes, in it. If technically you're... <laughs> I do. If you lost the water at your house, you could theoretically show up to work early and get a quick so. shower never in there. I thought about it. <laughs> oh, my God. Is my privilege coming out? I am so sorry. <laughs> um, Zoe I mean, Deschanel's I working at a department store in, <laughs> on yeah. Chris, like around Christmas. She probably doesn't have water or something. Yeah. She literally said that. He said, why are you showering oh, here? Right. She said, I'm they shut off my water. Oh, my God. My privilege <laughs> is coming out. <laughs> um. You know what, though? Here's something that's really weird. The ending of this movie yeah. hits me, and it's so sweet, and it's so beautiful. I put this movie on, like, really late at night, yeah, and I have seen it a thousand times. Mm-hmm. So I did fast forward through almost anything with Will Ferrell and James Caan, because I'm just like, this is just my... It's always my least favorite part yeah. of the movie, because it's either really upsetting how mean James Caan is, yeah. or I'm just like... This parts these parts aren't that funny. Like they're usually just but like I very. I also kind of understand where James Conn's coming from. Oh, a thousand percent. <laughs> he's not like. I think that they do a good job of like, yeah, he's on the naughty list, but it's yeah. not like he's fucking evil. You yeah, know what I mean? No. Like it's just like he's just doing his fucking job. Yeah, and, he's just and... a grump. He's in a job that's made him a grump. Yep. And he's trying to do. I I think that there's a lot that you can connect to. Where it's like he's doing the best he can to provide for his family, and it's one yeah. of those classic movies where it's like, yeah, but the family wants you. They don't. Yeah. They don't care about having the most expensive car or yeah. the biggest tree in the neighborhood, or like they just want you home. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the Elf family in Alien Xmas. <laughs> it is just like the Elf family in Alien Xmas. The only difference is, is that James Caan is a human and does not like is not being forced to work on Christmas and that being the only day he works. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, you're saying it's different because James Caan doesn't have uh, approximately 350 days off to spend with the yeah, family. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. But also, like, he's part of a job 
listen, I know that there are people out there who do struggle around the holiday season and working during the holiday season can be rough, but there are certain jobs where things pick up around the holiday season. Yeah. And it is unfortunate, but you kind of know what you're signing up for. And I do think that this is an insane yeah. call though of we've got to meet. Oh, the working on Christmas Eve thing. We yeah, got to meet on that. Christmas Eve. Yeah. We got to meet on Christmas Eve to come up with the book that's going to save us this year. Like the year's like, over, my over. dude. You lost. <laughs> like, like, you failed. You're not coming back. Yeah. Like you're not <laughs> what, what you're going to release a book. You're going to rush the printing of a book on Christmas Eve that people buy for Christmas gifts. Like, what are you fucking talking I about? Love. The scene where Andy Richter and Kyle Gass find Dinklage's uh, notebook. And they just start spitballing they ideas. They start referencing stuff. What is it? He's like, oh my god, I forget what vegetables it was. <laughs> but Yeah, they, they said, pitch veggie tails, basically. Yeah, I think they were like, a squash is too vulnerable. And, yeah. But but in here, he's talking about an eggplant. What's more vulnerable than an eggplant? Like, it is so... <laughs> Dude, Good. Kyle Gass should have the biggest career in the world oh, in comedy. It is, it's, it is so unfortunate that he does not. Every time he shows up in any movie, it kills me. Like, yeah. one of my favorite ones is his very brief uh, cameo in Saving Silverman as the magician trying yes. to pick her up at the bar. Yep. It's just like... He's so cheesy. He's so good at playing like cheesy dork. Yeah. Like it is, and um, it's it is. It's almost it's it's almost more charming that he just kind of shows up out of nowhere sometimes. Yeah, just pops um, up here yeah. and there. And and I mean he's he's doing well. Him and him and JB. What's so up? you're making a face. <laughs> I was like, I wonder what Kyle Gas has been up to. Do you want to know what the last? <laughs> You wanna... Please tell me this isn't a moment where you're like, we should stop talking about. No, 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 no. It's just <laughs> so so for most of his career, What's there's that? hyperlinks, right? You're like, he was Jesus Christ. His first two acting roles were in Brain Dead and Jacob's Ladder in 1990 as like small roles. Yeah, I'm but... gonna assume the that Brain Dead is not Dead Alive. But the no, 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 no. The one with like the stretched out face on it, oh, starring okay. Bill. Yeah, pa- yeah, yeah. The, the one of the rare Bill Pullman, Bill Paxton. Yep. Yeah. movies yeah <laughs> um but like when we start to recognize him it's like biodome cable guy yeah. idle hands like he's popping up in these the D. yeah like he's popping up in these movies and like it's just like hyperlink 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 and then we get to 2012 and after 2012 there's not hyperlink right <laughs> beverly hills chihuahua three viva la fiesta uh fiesta jesus christ yeah um yeah Ooh, that is unfortunate. People cast Kyle Gass more shit. Yeah, Jesus this Christ. Is, this is really unfortunate. But it also, see, he's got a thriving musical career. Like he's, That's he's, true. He's doing his he's thing. Got, he's got the D. He's also got his own band. Um, it actually looks like he's got two different bands like yeah. going on. Well, he's got, so, he was in Trainwreck for a while as yeah. well, was the other yeah. band. Um, so, we also have to talk about... Uh, the moment in this movie that feels the most like Tim Burton's Pee Wee's Big Adventure, which is when Buddy has the nightmare with the Jack in the Box cackling yeah. at him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it that really that was one of the things I switch. watching this movie again for the first time in a while. I have to give credit where credits due. John Favreau comes up with some really interesting like 
camera choices yeah. throughout it. Like yeah. a lot of like close ups on people's faces or like like he doesn't he doesn't shoot it like a second time director for no. sure. Like he you watch Made and I feel like Made is a very good movie but it doesn't take any like visual risks in it and this does feel like he's doing a lot like the jump yeah. from Made to this is insane. He went from really a is. 5 million dollar movie to a 33 million dollar movie like that's it's a big ass budget jump. That's what like I'm trying to fu- like there's no real information of like how where the studio landed like how did we go let's get the guy that did Made yeah to make Elf. Um, I wonder I, if yeah. he pitched it. Like that's what I'm trying to find out. Like No, apparently it's it was a a, a script originally wrote in 93. Well, it's based on a book, right? Like I feel like it ending with it being a book is because it was it based look on like a it. Oh, maybe the book came out after. Yeah, it looks like so. Again, we're we're on wiki. Anybody can See, really with, change yeah, that. Yeah, with Chris Far- Farley yeah. and Jim Carrey both being early candidates. Um, I don't think I would have liked it as much with either of them. No, no, I think I think Will I Ferrell th- is Buddy the Elf. I, you know what? Here's what I'm gonna say. Yeah, go for it. A friend brought this up to me. Yeah, and I had never seen it through this lens before. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were talking about Chris Farley and Chris Farley's um, unfortunate early passing. Yes. And, you know, I said a comment that I'm sure a lot of people say, which is like, if not for if not for Chris Farley passing away, um, Kevin James wouldn't have a career like Kevin James kind of <laughs> just like slipped into the role that would have been Chris Farley's. And my friend kind of pushed back on that, and he's like, "I don't, I don't think, think I so." Agree. Yeah, I he's, he I said, "I think that, that Chris Farley would have branched away from a lot of the uh, the the Adam Sandler stuff." And he, his point was that even in the few movies that you know Chris Farley for, Tommy mm-hmm. Boy, yep. Black Sheep, all that, there is this inherent sadness and longing to be yep. loved in his characters. Yep. Yeah, and that's where I think that Chris Farley actually could have pulled off a home run with buddy yeah. i think his buddy would have been way more loud which i don't like yeah but so i that's, think that's those my moments fear with it but i think he would have actually nailed the dramatic beats definitely of like buddy's longing definitely. to be loved by his father um because he actually pitched he was like in a perfect world chris farley would have been cast as the thing in a fantastic four movie like he yeah, would have been, been really perfect cool. for like that like stress of like being seen as this crazy monster when you have a heart and feelings and emotions he's Could like you imagine that like oh okay so how how old would chris farley be now let's see he was born in 64 um jesus so uh 50 so he'd be almost 60 yeah most of those marvel movies are cg anyway yeah. Well, and we're thinking that would have been in no, 2003, no, 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 no. I'm thinking, 2004. I'm but... thinking a revitalize his career. No longer uh, doing comedies. At 60 years old, Chris Farley debuts as The Thing. And The Thing is always... Listen, I'm no Fantastic Four expert at all. But he's always been like the older member of the group, right? Like he's always yeah. been like the more seasoned vet of the team. I could see it. So... Sorry, I'm just continuing no, to read this go, Wikipedia go page. And it says, I'm curious to see what this original script was. So yeah. the guy who wrote the script also wrote like the Haunted Mansion in 2003 and 
not a lot of home runs, honestly. So I was going to say, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, he wrote The Haunted Mansion in 2003. He wrote Zoom in 2006, like the not sky high superhero movie starring oh Tim Allen. Oh, my God. Dude, I have seen Zoom an unreasonable amount of times. Like <laughs> and that- he wrote The Spiderwick Chronicles <laughs> in 2008. Like, this Never dude really. It. This is his peak. He is from Philly, though. So I think if you I might hear have the episode... DVD around here. Spiderwick yeah. Chronicles. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that because that was right when I was working at a video store that came out. But according to John Favreau, he originally turned down the script because it was too dark for him and he didn't find it interesting. <laughs> oh, I want to see the original script yeah. so bad. But well, because the first person they went to to direct was the guy who did like Ghost World and Bad Santa. Like, and like the documentary about Robert Crumb and he did art school confidential. Like they went for like a real, like deep cut indie, like weird guy. Um, But John Favreau said it was much too dark, but he really wanted to work with Will Ferrell in his first post Saturday night, like night live movie and asked if he could rewrite it. He said the turning point came when he realized that he could make Buddy's entire world an homage to Rankin and Bass Christmas specials. It's so, it's such, he does such a good fucking job at that. Yeah, and he said that originally it was a PG-13 movie and he was able to bring it down to a PG by like taking out those darker elements and really just like playing it as, and I think that this works, this wouldn't work in the tone of a bad Santa. No. Like this works because he is such a genuine beacon of love And I don't think that he's a kid. You, he's a child, and I don't think that you need it to make. I'm sure the darker part was probably that they made James Con way worse, yeah. like probably way meaner. Maybe the North Pole had way more of like a Rudolph the Red nosed Reindeer, like this fucking idiot doesn't know. <laughs> yeah. it. Like you know what I mean? Like I think that it's Racism just filled with heart. Rampant in the North Pole. <laughs> also, also Zoe Deschanel being a singer wasn't in the original script. John Favreau er, added it when he learned that she could sing. So yeah. I think I'm gonna go a direct, on a real she and him kick today. Now that you I was going to say like, in a direct line, him. we wouldn't have she and him if not for John Favreau. Which um, she and him rules. She and him is really good. Um, I don't like their Christmas album that much. Weirdly, no, I don't. The the reason I think we've talked about that they. I don't want to say they changed too much, but it doesn't give me that Christmas feeling. No, the songs um, that remind me the most of Christmas are like the ones that stick the closest to the original yeah, for renditions. Sure. Um, Their version th- of Baby It's Cold Outside is way too goddamn fast. Yeah, like, I don't like it. So I quick. don't like it. Um, um, I think they, so a couple years ago, I think, and we talked about this, uh, they did a live action remake of The Year Without a Santa Claus. Yeah, uh, and by a couple years ago, I mean like two, two fucking decades ago. <laughs> I don't think we need to do that. I don't think we need to touch any of the rank and bass stuff because this is a good remake of a rank and pass. Like, I mean, that's yeah. this. You could take this entire movie, and and you wouldn't even have to change any lines. Like, you could yeah. literally just transfer it over to stop motion claymation. It really is to me the perfect live action Rankin Bass it's it's perfect I I mean it's a flawless movie I'm trying to think if there's anything else I wanted to bring up I feel like we've nailed all of it the ending yeah specifically yeah when they're all singing I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out a movie that we are going to absolutely cover before this podcast ends but the ending reminds me of Scrooged where you have everybody singing and it cuts to every character that you've met throughout 
the the movie either watching TV and singing or it's it's just and that's another one where the ending of that movie the ending of Scrooge hits me so hard yeah when you're just cutting to every single character that you've met on that journey singing put a little love in your heart like this, this is, is the best rendition of Santa Claus is coming yeah, to town yeah. that's ever existed and this like, movie is such a love letter to those old Christmas classics again yeah. I mean Scrooge was definitely a classic it was 15 years old by the time this so, came out yeah. so like and I love that there's so many subtle nods to it it's not like hey you remember this but it's like hey the elf is played by Ralphie like hey uh this is obviously a take on Rudolph hey yeah. This is a, a little... You can't tell me that wasn't a nod to Scrooge, like, on purpose. So let me ask you this question, because there's one thing that kicked into my brain today, specifically watching this. Yeah. Did you see Barbie? No, I didn't. I haven't seen it yet. Oh. All right. You're slate, like, I can't ask. Sl- um, slate can spoiler. I, let, yeah, let me be honest. Spoiler, yeah. I'm not worried about... The Barbie cinematic universe being ruined for me. So you can so, go ahead and spoil it. So slate spoiler for Barbie. Yeah. But Will Ferrell plays the head of Mattel. Yeah, doesn't he basically play the... Like, it just reminds me... when I, I, I had already read the spoiler of this. And it just reminds me of the same character he played in Lego. Like, where the big reveal very is, much. like, Legos. <laughs> yeah, he's it's, it's very similar to that. He's, yeah. like, the head of Mattel... But there is a series of things you have to do to come in and out of Barbie world. Okay. And there is a sequence where Will Ferrell, as the head of Mattel, is walking everybody through what to do. And it's like this green screen effect of him going through all of it. Yeah. And I was like, this 1000% reminds me of the journey that Buddy has to go yeah. through to get into the real world. And like, then it's, we cross the journey of or the, the land of gumdrop buttons. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's so fucking funny. And I'm like, I feel like that may have been intentional because the Barbie script is very smart. Yeah. And it's like, why not be like, hey, let's have Will Ferrell essentially repeat his like iconic speech from Elf, but just like changed ever so slightly. I feel like I prefer kids movie version of Will Ferrell to oh, adult he's... Will Ferrell. No, let, let, let me look at. I think Are I you disagreeing with, with you. me. No, no, oh, no. I want to okay. just I want to just double check here. Elf, yeah. He's so good. Lego movie. We just talked about that one. Lego movie's really great. Good. I mean, Stranger Than Fiction's kind of a whole other world because yeah. that's his, like, spirited kids movie. Like, yeah, I think I'm going to agree with you. Yeah. I think he's a better... I mean, there's definitely some some clunkers, like Daddy's oh, yeah. Home, Daddy's Home yeah. 2. And, Which I don't even count like those. Like, the, the to me, those movies fall more in the realm of the Happy Madison stuff. I I think that he's always better in small doses and stuff. Yes. Like when he shows up in say the ladies' man or drowning Mona before he was like a big name. Yeah. He like really made those moments shine. Um I've never been an anchor man guy. Nope. I do love uh, Talladega Nights. Talladega Nights. Well I was gonna say of of those films, I feel like Talladega Nights and Step Brothers are the two best ones. And then the rest I kinda and, could live without. And I think I almost feel like Step Brothers works well for him because again he's playing a kid. Yeah, like, him playing like, a child. Him playing a child. It's so funny because it's him playing a child, or him doing a sincerely adult dramatic role are his yeah. best, yeah. best jobs. Like when he has to play like loud, opinionated douchebag, he's not. I feel like everyone's trying to capture the mom meatloaf 
with any like adult douchebag role yeah. that he plays. You know what I mean? Like it's just yep. like how do we get his character of Chaz from uh Wedding Crashers to be like yeah. the star of a movie? And it's like that character only works because he shows up for five minutes, he's a piece of shit and he's yep. gone. Exactly. Exactly. Nobody wants to watch that obnoxious piece of shit for an hour and a half. But I'll watch this guy act like a child because, like, you and me, we act like children, man. Like, Oh, that's is, what like, the whole show is. Like, <laughs> we wouldn't have this show if you and I were fully operating not mental health issued adults. Like, Yeah. Well, like, listen, Dylan, man, it's a fucking Merry Christmas. It's officially Christmas. Hell yeah, and it is. And you know what they say. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is to sing, sing loudly loud, for all, to, all hear. to hear. So next week, we're going to sing fucking loudly to uh, one of my favorite Christmas albums. Hell yeah, we are. So let's send them off with, hey, have a Merry Christmas, Matt. Merry Christmas, Dylan. Whoa, 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 whoa. on your favorite podcasting app or at hmnpodcast.com. At maximum mediocrity, people say things like, I don't dress like this on a regular basis. This isn't my, you know, pooping uniform. This is not <laughs> <laughs> And they also say things like, the, the nurses are usually either angels of mercy or whores. Every episode is a new experience where you get to know people that aren't famous but should be. Why are you my facing Floyd Mayweather in the woods. My co-host Morgan and I track down the people you didn't know you needed to hear from. It's like hot sex in a mug. We are the Maximum Mediocrity Podcast, and we are on all major podcasting platforms. We'll be waiting for you. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 